This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about how to recover and move on positively from a relationship breakup. We'll be looking at how you deal with the really strong emotions you may be experiencing, such as grief, sadness, hopelessness, or anger, and what you can do if the breakup has left you overwhelmed, lost, or lacking direction and purpose. Okay, David, when you are working with your clients, supporting them through a relationship breakup, what sort of emotions are typically involved? Very, very, very intense emotions, Alex. It can be an emotion of disbelief, of emptiness. They can be creating an emotion of that their life has now has no meaning, has no worth, has no value. The way that they've been planning, the way that they've seen their life journey going has now been completely disrupted. Bewilderment that they didn't even know that this was going on. So this can be one of the most powerful life-changing experiences that we can go through, particularly when you are on the receiving end. It's bad enough when you're making the decision to leave, but if you're on the receiving end and you wasn't aware or wasn't fully aware that it was so bad, this can be a real life-changing event. And am I right in thinking that it's almost like the stages of emotions, a bit like, you know, the stages of grief when we actually do lose someone to death that, that we love? Because you mentioned shock and bewilderment, but I would imagine that once the shock and bewilderment has passed, then there is there are other emotions bubbling up, such as anger, confusion, sadness. Absolutely right. And this is why I think our teaching is very helpful, because if you're not careful, you can just be on a kind of the turmoil of emotion after emotion after emotion, which you're quite right, can can start off with sadness and bewilderment and and you can go to anger or shame or embarrassment, not wanting to admit that your relationship has broken up. My goodness, this is a sea of emotional feelings because it's so important because it can also be a very anxiety warrior if there's children involved. There can be anxiety about finances, mortgages, pensions. How do you manage? How do you split up your kind of resources? Oh, my God, you know, it's just so many things that come into that. And, David, are these emotions natural and we should we allow ourselves to experience them? Or is this about trying to stop the emotions somehow? No, they're totally natural. And this is, this is why it's important for us to go over this teaching All of these emotions are totally natural. They're a natural response to something happening that you didn't expect or you didn't want. I'm working with a client now that's going through this emotion and 
he certainly didn't want it, didn't know it was on the horizon, didn't expect it, came out of the blue. And so these emotions are totally normal, totally natural, as we always say, as in, as in the model. What you have to watch is that you don't start making decisions about your future, about your children, about where you're living, about your career, based on the emotion. So it's quite normal and natural for the emotion to come like a tsunami. That's how he describes it to me. It's like I'm caught in a tsunami of emotions. And so I have to be there for him, talk about him, let him talk about it, let him work it through. And we just have to hold back on making vital decisions about his future and his family's future. And so they're not based on the emotion. And so I guess using your process, there is a time and a, pe a period of time that we should quite naturally allow ourselves to experience those emotions. And you say, I guess you're saying that there will come a point where you will have to make practical decisions, practical choices, and that at that time we need to ensure that the emotions are not at the forefront of our mind, not dictating our choices, not dictating our decisions, not dictating how we speak about the relationship or how we possibly communicate with our ex-partner. That's exactly right, Alex. There's, there is a time for the emotions to wave through and we should not be basing our future decisions based on the emotion because for my client, he's just, he wants to know why. He, it, that's his main thing. That's what we talk about. Why? If I only knew why. Why didn't I know that she was going through this? Why didn't she tell me? Why Why? Why did she go to the solicitor and file for divorce before we've had chance to talk about it or discuss it? Why didn't she let me know she was so unhappy? So there's always this kind of not knowing, not understanding and, and you've got to get through that first wave before you start making decisions because there is a life after this. There will be a life. This too will pass, is what I tell him a lot. This too will pass. And it is passing. After a month or two months, it starts to pass. It starts to settle down. And you have to also be careful because this can turn to resentment and anger the way that your partner has acted and how he or she has done things and how they betrayed you and how they say one thing in your face and then behind your back they're doing something else. So if you're not careful, there's lots of hooks that will hook you back yeah. into the emotion. And I think, you know, I think the reality is if we have all these why questions, if we have all these things unanswered, if we... If we can't reach some sort of inner resolution, we're stuck with we're stuck with the emotions because quite often there are there are no answers or we we're not we're not able to get a straight answer to why some things happen. And so what do we do then? Because I guess there's that part of our mind it just doesn't want to let go of the questions, it doesn't want to let go of the hopes and the dreams, it doesn't want to let go of the promises that were made. That's right. And so that is a great description of what we would call the inner child part of the mind. The inner child part of the mind sees this as injustice and fairness of being let down, the, uh, the questions not being answered, not knowing why. The inner child part of your mind will want to place blame, put responsibility, 
not to kind of delve deeper. And that's why it creates so much emotion of bewilderment, shock, just a complete like, the way my client describes it to me, it's like somebody's ripped out its inside and he doesn't know. It's like a big emptiness. Because you see, we all build plans as in a relationship. We all have in our mind the way that relationship is going to go forward. We don't often, we've done many, many, many teachings on relationships, but we don't communicate with our partner. We don't share with our partner. And so we become very isolated. And that's what I'm always trying to teach. Think about your relationship with your partner in two forms. First of all, the feelings, the feelings hopefully of love, the feelings of connection and, and, and those emotional feelings. But there's another part of a relationship, which is the relationship, the ability to relate. And so many of us are fall into this trap of just going along the day to day. We don't we don't spend that time, which we did when we first went together. We was talking all the time, staying up late at night and talking about our future, We're going for long walks, swinging, holding hands. We couldn't stop talking and sharing. But then what happens is as we come together, we stop that that communication, that relationship. And so it, it, it's, it, it's such an emptiness for him because the way that he believed the relationship was going to go on, as obviously she didn't share that, and she, but she also didn't say to him. Now, she will say, well, I couldn't say to you because it was ending argument and disagreement and confrontation. And so she chose it's easier just to start the divorce rather than having the conversation. And then he can't understand that. He couldn't get his head around that. But then he has to learn the lesson that perhaps he he couldn't communicate. He didn't communicate. And he would raise his voice and shout and talk people down. And so always there's lots of lessons to learn. But you can't learn all those lessons because I've never known a relationship in my experience where it's totally one person to blame. There is two people involved. There was two people coming together and there will be two people spitting up. And so you have to get through that first wave of intense, powerful emotions. And you have to understand that you are creating the emotion. For my client, this is one of the things that he was the most difficult. And we used to have some really heated discussions where he used to say, she's creating the emotion. If it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for what she's done, mm-hmm. and so she was all, he was always putting the blame onto her. And then if he started to understand that he's creating the emotions, then he was able to understand perhaps some of the things that was going on that he wasn't aware of. And I think in that relationship, it's gone too far now and we are going to end, although we've been able to have a couple of talks now, but I think it is going to end. But then we can come more onto the practical things, the family, the property, the relationship. But then he's got to face things like, now he's only going to see his, his children at the, at, at the weekend and now he's got to go and find a flat to live in. And so this is such a dramatic shift in mm-hmm. people's lives. It's almost like you're on one track and somebody just comes and puts you right on the, on the other track. And that's why I think our teachings are very important. 
that you have to be responsible for your emotions. If you're in a relationship, you have a responsibility to maintain that communication and never think it's better just, no, let's not say anything, let's not get involved, let's keep it under the hat, let's not share because what you're doing, it's almost like you're injecting a virus into the relationship yeah. that will just grow and grow and grow. I think from what you said, David, I'm wondering whether there's almost two stages to this process. There's a stage where we are experiencing the incredible tsunami of negative emotions, whatever shade they may come in, created by our inner child because our inner child has expectations, it had hopes and dreams, it may believe it's been rejected. It may believe this proves that I'm not lovable, that I'm not good enough. All those inner child beliefs are getting triggered and we are now creating those emotions. So it seems to me there's a stage where we need to comfort somehow and reassure our inner child just to get through that initial intense emotional experience, however long that lasts for. And then there's a second stage where we're now preparing ourselves and starting to go through the dealing with the practical fallout as you say dealing with how we handle the children in the relationship dealing with the financial issues dealing with you know where do I live now for example and that during that period our inner child may also then put up other emotions like you know this is just just not worth it I just don't know what I'm doing my life's never going to be the same again it's almost like another sense, another another load of different sorts of emotions, but equally kind of negative, fixating on only the negative rather than seeing po- the positives. I know it's hard to see positives in difficult situations like this, but is there a, like a different tack we need to take for those two stages with our inner child? Well, well you're right to identify those two stages, But there is a third one which you have to introduce when you're in the second stage. Not in the first stage, that first tsunami of emotion, you're right. The Taoists call that stage, you have to learn to sit in it. You have to learn to sit in the emotion, to understand that this emotion is very natural, normal. It's not very pleasant, very uncomfortable, but it is emotion and the emotion will pass. And the the more you accept that, the quicker the initial tsunami emotion will pass. The second one, as you said, is the practicalities. This is where it can go nasty. This is when you can be vindictive. This is where you can try and make your ex-partner pay and you're going to make the split up as difficult as you can and you're going to go on and run up big solicitor's bills and big problems when you could go to arbitration and sort this out between yourself but normally that anger and that resentment comes in from both parties or one party and it makes the other one very difficult. The third stage that I'd like to introduce, and you bring this in as quickly as you can, is your life afterwards. Mm-hmm. What is the benefit? Where, where can you see some kind of good side of this? How do you move away from this? What do you learn from this session? So when you're in the second stage of of this thing of the practicalities, what happens to the children? When do I get access to the children? What happens to the mortgage? Who lives where? Who does this? What does that? Which is can be a very vindictive stage. You have to bring in the third stage in is life 
after this? Mm-hmm. Where where do you go to? What are what are your opportunities here? Because from this kind of train wreck of a situation, there are the seeds of the new opportunities. And yeah. so you have to be looking for that, which is very difficult. But if you don't look for that, what you do, you get drawn into this second stage of remorse, of vindictiveness, of anger and resentment. And for many of my clients, this this anger and resentment and this this negatively can almost consume their lives. And so even years after a divorce, they're still living every day with this internal anger and frustration, and they're not looking at life after this situation. And, you know, it's, it's a terrible situation. It affects children. It affects you. It affects them. Nobody does this with a, with a happy heart, you know, and you can normally say, well, they found somebody else and they're all right and I'm here left on my own. But we have to try and look at the opportunities. And this would be the Wu Wei message that I'm working with my client on now. What can we, from this train wreck, what can we now salvage and what can we now move forward learning from what happened, not placing blame onto anybody else, but what's your journey onwards after this? How do you move forward? And what is the best way to move forward? And then you move into the spirituality of the thing. The Shen is about believing in yourself, believing in your life, believing that there is life after this, that there is a future. Because this is so important, particularly if there's children involved, particularly that your children see that they haven't lost both their parents, that this is completely broken down, that they're totally in a negative situation, that they that they see that there is life after this breakdown. But I think this is unique to everyone. I don't think there's a there's a pattern. I do think there are stages that we go through. And I think looking at life after it, the third stage is very important to bring in. And do you think, David, that we can only do that third stage exercise? If we fully accept and I use the word respect our partner's decision to leave or for the relationship to break up because do you think if we're hanging on to the hope that they may change their mind or that they were they were the one and I'll never meet anyone else like them or if we're still hanging on to this idea of injustice or unfairness about what's happened that then blocks or start locks us into the inner child's way of thinking and blocks us from wholeheartedly doing the third stage of planning of kind of looking to the future with an open heart and an open mind rather than thinking oh well I'm gonna try and plan something but really my heart's not in it because actually my heart and my energy is still fixed on this this relationship I've just lost. That's a great point and this is where it becomes very individual for each person the Taoist teaching would be acceptance, that that would be acceptance that he or she has done what they've done, whether that's fair or unfair, but they have done what uh, as what they've done, and now this is your current situation. We have to accept that, and now how do we move on? How do we put faith and trust in, as in ourselves? Your, your journey, your life 
is equally as important as your partner or your children. They are not more or less important than you. So it's about focusing on, on that. You're absolutely right. Those are some of the things I have to deal with. Well, if I just leave myself free, perhaps they'll change their mind or perhaps they'll realise what they're missing or perhaps I can put it right to them or perhaps or they alternative, they deserve to be punished. I'm going to make it difficult. I'm going to... I'm going to take them through all the courts. I'm going to make them pay. I'm going to make going to get everything I can from them. And so what you do, you set up this adversarial situation. And all it's doing really is dragging you into that second stage where you don't move on and you don't value your future. And as you quite rightly say, it's because you say there is no future. I do not see a future. And you see what you're doing is you're condemning yourself to what we call the carousel of despair, just going round and reliving all the unfairness, all the injustice. Why, if I only know why? As my client said for a while, well, if I only knew why, if I only knew. But as we used to say, well, what changes as if, as if you knew? And then he said, well, I, I could let it go then. So you can let it go then. So why are you choosing to hold on? And what would be the difference to knowing why? What, what is stopping you? Because the holding on or letting go is your choice. That's what you're choosing, but you're putting it the responsibility onto someone else. They have to do something before I do something. And that may be one of the things you have to learn. Why don't you do something that's good for you? Why don't you look after yourself and nurture yourself? Because your life will go on. This too will pass. It has to pass. And that's when you hear one of the inner child's lies. You hear, I can't cope. It's all too much for me. It's all overwhelming. There's too much to do. There's too many things to tick off. There's too many complicated practical things that we have to do and you know for my client it's even worse because she's already found another partner and and so there's all this thing about another man looking after my children and and so it all gets this very complicated and so you've got to not base those decisions on your emotions because they then become emotional decisions reactions Reactions that will end up hurting yourself and hurting other people. And that's why I think the teaching, the Taoist teaching of acceptance is such a powerful teaching that we have to accept the situation as difficult as it is because until we accept this situation, we can't move on into the future and see what opportunities lie for us. I think, David, that... I would imagine if we, for example, if there are children involved in the relationship, which means that you will always be practically connected in some way to your partner, does that make it so much harder to release these kind of expectations, these hopes and dreams, or this kind of inner child resentment wanting to get them back? In reality, does it make it harder to extricate ourselves from those kind of inner child ties and codependencies emotional codependencies within the relationship and that's what i said before as every situation is uniquely different and so you can't give a blanket i mean i can only know in this 
video just to give you as you mapped out the stages and to give you the overall thing because if there's children involved it's different if there's not children involved it's different if there's debts i've gone through where there's big debts if there's lots of property and equity all of these are different type of situations that can really affect the breakup of the relationship but i think the word acceptance that if somebody doesn't want to be with you then they shouldn't be with you that would be the Taoist teaching you should only be in a relationship with somebody who wants to be in that relationship with you and you cannot manipulate them persuade them force them because somewhere that relationship will break down again you should only be with someone who wants to be with you and vice versa you should only be with somebody who wants to be with you so they should be want to be with you and you should want to be with them and there's the wu way of this teaching and if they do not want to be with you for any reason then you shouldn't be with them because you will suffer it will not be right for you and you are equally as important as they are now you what they the way that they did it may be wrong it may be deceitful they may have lied they may have gone behind you back they may have had affairs they may have been building up evidence to throw at you later that may be all be true and that for a lot of my cases is true and that's a very difficult pill to swallow and i know that to be true because i'm there with them and they have to swallow some really difficult pills but you have to look at the third stage you will still be alive after this you still have a life you still have a future you still have a way forward and how do we come out of this train wreck and put you onto the best road that you can live in harmony live in your flow how can you learn from this how can you take away the lessons that you will move on even stronger and that would be my teaching how do you move on from this even stronger even more prosperous successful how do you live in your flow how do you flourish would be my word from these disaster how these ashes how do you flourish and that really is the teaching so you have to go through that first stage of emotional overwhelm you have to learn to sit in it and not make decisions based on that emotion you then have to do the practicality of the split up and if somebody doesn't want to be with you or you don't want to be with them you have to now be able to split up the best way you can for all those involved particularly if there's children involved you owe a responsibility for them the third stage then is how do you move on away from this relationship being as balanced and as happy and in your flow as you can be and allow your partner to go on their way and that's the separation and celebrate your uniqueness and celebrate your journey your life does not come to an end now and that would be the third teaching thank you david and we've done several more teachings on this topic and to to help you with this if you are really struggling and this is a difficult time for you thank you so much for listening to this week's wu wei wisdom life lesson you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow 
If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.